Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, April 18th. Former President Donald Trump continues rolling out endorsements in high-profile Republican primaries. Now, he awaits the results of the test of his power in the party. Last week on this podcast, we talked about Donald Trump getting involved in the Pennsylvania Republican Senate primary, backing Mehmet Oz there. Well, this weekend, this holiday weekend, Donald Trump weighed in on the very high-profile Ohio Republican primary for Senate, a crowded field of candidates, most of whom have been aggressively courting Donald Trump's support, believing that that could be the actual difference maker in the race for their candidacies. Well, Donald Trump chose J.D. Vance in this primary. This is the famed author of Hillbilly Elegy. And at one time, a very vocal Trump critic. But that did not dissuade Donald Trump from backing Vance in this race. And of course, like most of these candidates across the country that receive his endorsement, J.D. Vance went right up on the airwaves to tout the fact that he is Trump's pick. J.D. is the conservative outsider who will continue Trump's fight to secure our borders, protect the unborn, get rid of the corrupt politicians, and stop Joe Biden. J.D. Vance, Marine, author of Hillbilly Elegy, President Trump's endorsed America First Conservative. Trump fought back, and so have I. Now, Now, there are two things to keep in mind when thinking about the former president and his sway in the Republican Party and him deciding to sort of place some very big bets with these endorsements. One is, do Republican primary voters follow the cues of Donald Trump and get behind that candidate as well? That's sort of the most micro level look at his power in the party and what the fallout from these endorsements can be. But there's a larger point here, which is that in many of these races, even if you are not the Trump-backed candidate, you have positioned yourself to be so Trump-aligned because you believe that that is where the power is inside the party, that that's where the market share is to woo Republican primary voters, that at the end of the day, even if Donald Trump proves his endorsement is not quite the king-making sort of stamp of approval that he would like it to be, if the party is still producing Trump-allied candidates, should indeed they get to the U.S. Senate or the House of Representatives, what does that say about the makeup of these potential Republican majorities in the House and the Senate if they win the midterm elections in terms of governing coalitions within the party. That is something I think at the macro level to look out for, because it's not as if if a Trump-backed candidate loses, that a Trump-like candidate doesn't emerge as the winner. Take this Ohio primary as the example. You've got former state treasurer Josh Mandel, businessman Mike Gibbons, former Ohio Republican Party chair Jane Timken, all wanted Trump's endorsement. And in fact, are all still advertising themselves as most Trump-aligned. They are going to highlight the fact that J.D. Vance is not a tried-and-true Trump guy all the way through. That's going to be part of what they sell to Republican primary voters between now and May 3rd. Now, what do I mean that Vance was not always 
sort of a Trump cheerleader. Well, our K-File team here at CNN, I urge you folks to look this uh, excellent reporting up, over the past many months have really dug up and exposed some of what J.D. Vance would prefer Ohio Republicans not see. Some old tweets back in 2016. J.D. Vance was tweeting a lot of anti-Trump stuff, including, quote, Trump makes people I care about afraid. Immigrants, Muslims, etc. Because of this, I find him reprehensible. God wants better of us. That's J.D. Vance in the fall of 2016. Well, of course, Last year, last summer, when he got into the Senate race in July, he felt the need to immediately set the record straight, express his uh, support for Trump, apologize for not seeing the Trump light early on, those comments, and and, uh, position himself as somebody that could ultimately, as he ultimately did, win the Trump endorsement because he thinks that that will make the difference for him in this race. It wasn't just what he wrote on Twitter. Listen to this portion of an interview he did with Matt Jones, a Kentucky radio host, on the Matt Jones podcast in August of 2016. I don't think he actually cares about folks. I think he just recognizes that there was a hole in the conversation. And that hole is that people from these regions of the country, they feel ignored, they feel left out. So it's it's a problem that that Trump has been the vessel of a lot of that frustration. In Trump's a Good Friday endorsement of J.D. Vance, he wrote, quote, Like some others, J.D. Vance may have said some not-so-great things about me in the past, but he gets it now, and I have seen that in spades. Trump goes on to explain that he sees Vance as the one candidate here in the Republican field that can actually defeat the Democrat come November. Now, this is a little perplexing because, as Donald Trump himself notes, he won Ohio big both in 2016 and 2020. It is a former battleground state that has been trending Republican in recent years. And yes, the overwhelming favorite for the Democratic nomination, Congressman Tim Ryan, is trying to run a very centrist kind of campaign, but he is still very much considered the underdog in this race, no matter who emerges as the nominee after this May 3rd primary. So just keep circling those Tuesdays in May on your calendar. There's a Trump test almost every week. You've got this big Ohio test now that he's in, backing Vance on May 3rd. You've got West Virginia on May 10th. You've got North Carolina and Pennsylvania on May 17th, where Trump is backing candidates in each of those Republican primaries for Senate. And of course, on May 24th in Georgia, where Trump is so eager to take down the Republican incumbent governor there, Brian Kemp. May is going to be a very big month for the former president and his political operation. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.